Welcome to the Patient Flow Podcast, powered by teletracking. On today's episode of the Patient Flow Podcast, we continue our conversation with Charlotte D'Amata of Sarasota Memorial Healthcare System. She starts by expanding on how personnel changes supported their operational changes as they implemented their patient flow strategies. Let's listen in. One of the very first things that happened, we brought in a new uh, director of the OR and they made him the Associate Chief Nursing Officer. And then we were very short on surgical techs very difficult to find good surgical techs. So what he inspired was, let's groom our own. And so we've done a, he's done a great job of bringing people in from the community college and actually teaching them the culture of SMH. So now you don't have to retrain people on why things are different at Sarasota Memorial. You train them on the way we do things and what's expected and it's a much better way to groom our surgical techs and they love it and they're doing a great job and they came in learning clinical workflow suite so it it wasn't like we had to find people who didn't know it bring them in and say okay here's how we do business at SMH these were new people this is just the way they know how to do things we also brought on we used to have two educators we now have six and our associate chief nursing officer believes that education is really key to building a strong organization within the OR. And so he's brought on these educators who are divided up into specialty areas and can really get in there and teach and train and bring people up to where to the level that we want them all to be. So we were very excited about that educational component. The other thing, we had always tried to have specialty areas, so you'd have certain teams that would work with certain specialties, but we never had enough people. And a lot of it had to do with not having enough surgical techs, Uh, We also had problems getting in enough circulators because there's demand throughout the nation for nurses. And we're living through some of that same pain. But through some of the things that our, our new associate chief nursing officer did, he's been able to really attract some some great circulators. So we've been able to fill all the positions that were open. And he's brought about surgical teams the physicians are much happier because now they know who they're going to be working with on a day-to-day basis and those people know how these surgeons act, uh, what their needs are, what equipment they want, what special instruments they might want to have. So having these specialty, specialty teams has really been a huge boost within the OR. All of those types of things have really brought about a massive change within the culture of our OR as well. It's not even the same OR anymore. It's it's a totally different place. And just to quote one of the surgeons, he said, our turnaround times have gotten so good, I feel like I have a flip room now. And years ago when I was in there doing into incision metrics, all the surgeons wanted to do was telling me what they wanted changed. Can you help us with this and can you help us with that? And now 
it's nice to be able to go into an OR and hear the accolades from the surgeons, or at least you're getting maybe not an accolade, but you can tell that there's a difference in the room. Sure. You can tell that the atmosphere is a much more positive place. So it's great. With the success of Clinical Workflow Suite, what role did transport play in keeping things on track? Well, uh, it's interesting because we have our own transporters in our PACU and our pre-op area. We actually tried to bring the handheld devices to the pre-op area, and I believe some of them are using the handhelds. But the thing that was even more helpful was how our, our manager of transport wanted to work with us to get all our first cases in on a timely manner. So we had meetings with the transport manager to try to figure out what were the delays in the past and how could we remove those delays so transport could bring those patients down to the pre-op area and we could make the metrics. And again, it's not about the metrics, it's about the patient. It's about getting the patient to the OR in a timely manner because that patient's scared and you don't want them to wait. So whether they're an outpatient or an inpatient, you still want that surgery to go on time. So that was our goal. And when we, when we discussed it with the transport manager, what we found was some of the issues occurred on the units themselves. So for our inpatients, there were some delays. So when the transporter would go, would go upstairs to actually take the patient to the OR, what they would find is the patient wasn't ready. And why wasn't the patient ready? Well, I could give you a litany of reasons. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but the bottom line was we had to put in a pre-check system. So what we did, we, we added a liaison from the OR who goes up the day before and checks on every inpatient who's supposed to come to surgery the next day and actually goes through the checklist with the nurse to find out what still needs to be done. Do we need a cardiac clearance? Do we need some special medications? Do we need an MRI or a CT? What do we need to get this patient so that when the transporter comes, they're gonna be ready the next day? And sometimes it's even, do I need a different IV? So we have somebody that goes around every day and checks those patients to make sure that they're gonna be ready and that the nurses know that we're gonna be, what time we're gonna be picking those patients up and how important it is to deliver that patient on time to the OR. And Charlotte, I imagine with these changes from transport and the surgical side, your patient satisfaction scores uh, must have been impacted positively. Well, you know, patients aren't really thinking about satisfaction scores at the beginning of their journey. It's usually the end of their journey when they start, when they're healthy enough to think about what's going on in the inpatient unit. So sometimes we really don't know if we've had an impact on patients at scores as far as the surgical areas is. Uh, um, but, you know, I, I know what we're doing. Right. And, and we know we're still not there. We still have work to do. I still need to fix into incision time. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was in a heart surgery last week, and the doctor said, 
you know, I don't care if the patient comes into the room on time. I want to make sure my incision time is good. And I said, you know what? I'm working on that right now. But for you to have a quick incision time, we've got to get the patient in on time. And he said, you know, you got a point there. I said, so, so give me a little time and we'll fix that next. My next question is, what is next? So you said fixing incision time, what else? So we, we have a very exciting rollout ahead of us. For 2018, we're going to be rolling the clinical workflow suite out, actually in December of 2017, uh, into our radiology area. And so we have been working with teletracking and the consultants from teletracking to design what that whole what that's going to look like because it's very different from what you see in the OR. So it's going to be in our ER area when we do portable x-rays. It'll be in our interventional radiology. It'll be for all MRIs. It'll be every patient, outpatient, inpatient, ER patient who comes through and needs um, a radiology test of any kind. The clinical workflow suite will be working with them to get them in and out in a timely manner. So, so that's just one thing. Then in 2018, we're delivering the clinical workflow suite to the cath lab. That's my next question. Yeah. Is it going to extend to other departments? Yes, it is. And also to endo. And that's going to be very neat for our anesthesiologists because then they're going to because the same, the same anesthesiologists who work in the OR and work in interventional radiology also work in the cath lab and endoscopy areas. So they're very excited to have the clinical workflow suite in all of the areas where they are doing anesthesiology work. And we also have a six bay OR suite across the street for outpatients. So clinical workflow suites already in there and we're monitoring their metrics as well. Thank you for listening to the Patient Flow Podcast powered by Teletracking. We take pride in bringing you insightful conversations with the leading experts in patient flow, as well as tips on industry best practices to help ensure patients get the right care in the right place at the right time. 